Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Crowder Booth. My name is Bryce Coon, alongside my good friend Justin Moore here, as we are here in Jefferson's Restaurant in Rome, Georgia, that is going to be discussing the NFC and AFC Championship game today. Um, a great location here in Rome, Georgia, though. Go ahead and get that kicked off as a... Uh, it's a good place for wings. You can watch sports, get burgers here. And just what do they have rolling out here? Yeah, they just rolled out the new menu, and it's got 14 new types of burgers. Um, they're really good. They got, I, I think they're the best wings in town. If you're ever packing through, I would definitely recommend them. Um, they got good wraps and salads if you're feeling lighter. Um, also, it's just a good family-owned business, so if you're ever in the town, um, I'd definitely give them a stop. Yeah, definitely. Jefferson's is a great place, and they were fortunate enough to allow us to video here. And if you want to watch and know where we're going to be next, we encourage you to check us out on YouTube, subscribe, and like so you can get notifications of where we're going to be. Um, also on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, where we're going to be posting where we're going to be. If you're just going to be listening to the audio, go ahead and check us out on iTunes Podcast. Subscribe there, and you can get updates of when the new shows are coming out. We're just going to kick off this as obviously it's championship weekend, so a big, uh, big weekend here for the NFL. Uh, I feel yes. like we've been, especially on this show, we've been talking about football a lot, but it's what's dominating right now is uh, you have two games of pretty big magnitude, the AFC and NFC championship games, uh, deciding who's going to be in the Super Bowl in two weeks. And uh, so there, there's some big games. And, and the first game we're going to go ahead and uh, look at is the AFC championship game between the Patriots and the Jaguars. And I know a lot of people that don't, there's a, you're either for the Patriots or you're against the Patriots. So we have a lot of people rooting for the Jaguars. And so what, what I mean, what do you think are maybe some keys? Uh, Jacksonville a very dominant defense. Um, to me, this is the, actually the game I'm most excited about uh, over the weekend. Um, I think that for the Jaguars to beat this uh, best coach team in the NFL, I have to say it, it's the hard truth of the reality. Um, but I think the Jaguars have to, their defense really has to show up. Um, nothing shows more true than Jaguars having the second most uh, sacks in the NFL this year. They had 55 in 2017. Um, they just have a really good, strong front four. Um, I think for them to win this ball game, I think they have to show up and not they, – they have to limit Tom Brady. They have to get pressure to him. They have to show that they are the better defense. They have to show early because when they get down, they are a team that plays worse when they are down. It is just Yeah, so not true. a lot of offensive firepower on the team. They're known for their defense, the Saxonville, as they call them. Yes. Um, so Jacksonville has a great – like you talked about that front four. I mean, you got guys like uh, Calias Campbell who led the league, might be the defensive MVP with 14 and a half sacks. Dante Fowler Jr. Um, had eight. Uh, then you get the, the linebackers. I think one of the biggest matchups they're going to have to have is obviously, and we talk. They, anybody you watch talks about this when you're facing Patriots is Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he's a he's hard to guard, um, running that seam route down the middle of the field, and he's a he's a matchup nightmare. Yeah, I think it's the size of Rob Gronkowski that helps him out. Um, I think if they play a cornerback like Jalen Ramsey or uh, Miles Jack against him, I think uh, it's going to be better for the Jaguars defense. Uh, it's got to hold true that Jalen Ramsey will play them, though. Um, and it's just unfortunate that Tashawn Gibson is out with a foot injury, uh, leaving Jalen Ramsey to give up, you know, kind of those deep threat wide receivers um, to focus more on a tight end. Um, but an interesting fact that I found was all year long, Jacksonville's defense gave up 6.6 .6 targets to a tight end. Um, and just last week, Pittsburgh Steelers threw 18 to a tight end for 124 yards. Yeah, and that's kind of something they're going to want to be able to try to get in check there because Gronkowski is a guy that – he not only is he a, he's a big guy, big body, but he can run. He can make some guys miss and, you know, has a great stiff arm. He's yeah. a guy that can get – when he gets in the field, he's dangerous. And I would definitely look if when when the Patriots do get in the red zone, that's going to be their primary target is going to be Gronkowski. Yeah, I think yards after contact uh, against Gronkowski are going to have to 
be a major contributing factor to the Patriots' offense, to getting yards and getting big chunks down the field. Um, it's just contributing uh, those defensive backs uh, to holding uh, kind of a long ball because when they can't protect against the deep threat, it's almost like ball game for them, you know? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, the Jaguars' defense is going to have to keep them in the game, and then you move on even to other guys other than Gronkowski. you got wide receivers on the Patriots like Brandon Cooks, um, Chris Julian Hogan. Edelman, Chris Hogan. Those guys are really shifty guys. I mean, Brandon Cooks is a, a really good receiver that played for the Saints a couple years and got traded. And then you got guys like Chris Hogan and Julian Edelman, these small, shifty slot receivers that, that are able to make guys fits. They fit the system, and Belichick's done a great job. And like you said, probably hands down the best coach team in the NFL. It's going to be really tough for them to be able to stop all these weapons. And they – I, I mean, they did a great job of stopping Pittsburgh last, yes. last week. I mean, Pittsburgh got what they got some points, but they came up with big stops, and I think that's what Jackson was going to have to do. I think uh, we're going to have to have, since Jalen Ramsey, as we previously said, is going to have to be more focused on tight ends. You're going to have to have cornerbacks like AJ Bouye uh, really step up and protect the long ball against the Chris Hogan's, the Julian Edelman's, the Malcolm Mitchell potentially, because um, I think if that starts happening and Patriots start rolling on offense, get a couple scores first. I think it's going to look pretty bad for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, the, the one thing is if they do decide, whoever they decide to put on Gronk is going to really spread it thin. I mean, that Jaguars defense is, is great. They have a very good defense, one of the top defenses in the NFL. But Jalen Ramsey is obviously your stud player. They're going to want him on the best guy. Well, the best guy they have is Gronkowski. And that's already a matchup. I mean, it doesn't matter how, how good Jalen Ramsey is. Gronkowski's got the size to, you know, box him out, to yeah. say, especially down there in the red zone. So that's going to be something that's definitely tough for them to do. Um, like you said, they struggle when they go long. So if you see Brady, if one of the biggest things, when Brady has time, he's going to kill you. And I know you don't want to dwell on it, but last year in the Super Bowl, when the Falcons yes. did go up there in the first half, they did get pressured um, on. And anytime the Patriots have had struggles, it's when teams are able to get pressure. Yes. So I think it's going to come down to can that front seven, the front four, those defense linemen and, and linebackers, can they get if they can get pressure on Brady, they might be able to force force a mistake. Um, like we did see in the Super Bowl, I hate to bring that bring that one no, up. No, I, I, yeah. I think that's a valid point. I think you got to have linebackers like Telvin Smith. He uh, definitely playing with a chip on his shoulder since Jaguar. Also, along with the Eagles, still disrespected coming into this uh, championship weekend. Yeah. I think that they have a lot to prove. They're definitely uh, wanting to step up and go to the Super Bowl because – you know, it's not like you get to go every year like the Patriots. Yeah, and, it, and that's that's true. I mean, the Patriots seem to always be in this conversation every single year. Uh, I think one thing to look at, Tom Brady, we're going back to him, if he gets pressure, he's dealing with a hand injury. And you saw on all the major sports networks yesterday, them talking about, especially like on ESPN, having the press conference with the glove on. Well, he had that glove on, and what happens if – you know, he does get hit. Now, I don't know the severity of the injury, but you got to think when he said, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to play, he's going to play. Like, yeah. yeah, he's going to yeah. play. My thing is uh, the backup for Tom Brady is uh, Brian Hoyer, who hasn't played a snap since 2015. So um, No longer Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, no John. Hey, he's moved on to bigger yeah. and better things, you know. Um, but I heard it was a collision with a teammate that he had, which was his right throwing hand. Um, was it hurt? Um, I think that if Tom Brady plays, which he will, obviously, because why would they risk not letting him? He's uh, definitely the X factor for the team. I think that he's going to do well in this game just because he's so cool under pressure, yeah. so calm, so level-headed. I think he's going to step up and have a big game. The scoreline is interesting to me. Uh, with Brady, Patriots are favored 9.5. Without Brady, 
they were favored two. So Tom Brady is a potential seven and a half point swing. For yeah, and that's a that's a touchdown right there. So it without is, Tom yes. Brady there, they go down by a touchdown. I, I just I think he's going to play. I don't think there's a chance that even if he is banged up, he's gonna, he's going to play. I mean, this is this is what Tom Brady does. I mean, he, like you said, one of the biggest things watching him play throughout his career, and he's a calm, cool, collective guy. I mean, yeah. There's stuff going on around him 100 miles an hour, and he just sits in the pocket and makes a beautiful throw. So I think he does a great job of that. Um, he has a very quick release, which is going to make it yeah. even tougher for Jag- the Jaguars to get to him. But um, I think if anyone has the defense able to get to him, it's, it's Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's been heralded as a dominant defense all season long, and now they face the ultimate test of facing not only one of the best teams uh, ever, but the, the greatest, the GOAT, as you might say. The GOAT quarterback. My thing along with that is the linebacker core is super strong when they get some pressure on the quarterback. Uh, it's definitely uh, proven that they can win ball games, as you can see in the previous 17 weeks of football. Um, I think that... Uh, Tom Brady's uh, key to success is obviously having time in the pocket. His uh, offensive linemen, they allow that for the past, you know, 18 seasons or however many. Um, I think that he's just proven that he's tough and that he's good and he's going to win ball games. So, uh, what's your prediction for it? When do you want to go there? Well, I, I, I want to give one. I think so as we, as we talk a little bit more about the Jaguars. I, I think the Patriots, we, we've only talked about the Patriots side. I think New England... They, they've been there, and I think the experience, and they, yeah. like you said, Jacksonville feels disrespect. I mean, Jalen Ramsey came yeah, out there the other day and played with a chip on their shoulder. They haven't been this good in a long time. Yeah. Uh, talking to some Jaguars fans, that this is kind of crazy that they're in this spot. Um, I think it's going to be a close game at first, but I just see the poise of Brady pulling away late. Uh, and that goes back to the other, the other quarterback. I mean, you talk about Blake Bortles. Bortles is not heralded as a, an elite quarterback yeah. in the NFL, and he's had his fair share of interesting interviews about how well he is, but um, he's not a very mobile guy. And if the Patriots, which they can get a pass rush on him, if they get a pass rush on him, that could be trouble for Jacksonville. Not really. Jacksonville has a great defense, but if you can't move the ball on offense, that doesn't really help. Yeah, I was going to ask, what are your keys to Jacksonville's offense, getting some points on the board, getting up early, getting the momentum, you know, get things rolling for them to allow the defense to just play where they can just hold and win this ball game? Well, I think the main thing for me is the run, the run offense. The, the running game for Jacksonville is dominant. I mean, they got a guy, Leonard Fournette, there who oh. he, he's been a grown man since he graduated high school. I mean, he he ran all over the place in the SEC at LSU, and he's now doing a great job of it in Jacksonville. Uh, they're facing the Patriots' deep rush defense, which is 20th in the in the NFL. Yes. So you have the number one rushing attack, and that's not counting guys like T.J. Yeldon out of the backfield, yes. uh, Chris Ivory, who can come out of the backfield, D.D. Westbrook. That's, uh, that's kind of you, so you got an interesting thing there. Is Jacksonville's going to try to mix it up? You know, they're going to try to mix it up, but if they stay true that ground game. That, that's going to be a key to them, and I think that's going to open up the pass. Blake Bortles is a guy who is not really good. Um, and if Blake Bortles is watching this, I apologize. But Blake Bortles is not the best at sitting in the shotgun and making throws. But when you establish the run game like he can with Leonard Fournette, if he can work off some play action, that's going to be a big for them. That can draw those series in. And then I think another thing for me is um, the man-to-man versus the young receivers. Jaguars are, have a talented team. They're very young. Very young team. They have guys, like you said, like D.D. Westbrook, um, Alan Hearns, Alan Robinson. Um, well, Robinson's out, but Marquise Lee and then Mercedes Lewis. Uh, so they got some good guys, skilled players. It'd be interesting to see if the Patriots run that man defense, which their defense has not been the same 
uh, as they usually been. They, yeah. They've struggled a little bit this year. I think along with that, I think the key for uh, Jacksonville to win this ball game is, is get Leonard Fournette the ball. Let him get chunk yardage down the field. I think if he can, you know, get. 30, 40 yards in the first quarter and just get the ball moving and then give them some hope, some confidence going into the second quarter, maybe get some touchdowns on the board. And I control the clock. Have, yeah, yeah, I think they're going to have a chance of winning this ball game. Um, the another thing that surprises me is uh, the wide receiver core for Jacksonville doesn't seem to like going long for some reason. I think they like playing uh, short to mid-range targeted passing, um, which is fine. That can win ball games. Um, but I think the uh, biggest thing they're going to have to do is definitely uh, rely on Leonard Fournette in the backfield. Yeah, that's that's big. I mean, Fournette is going to be a key. I mean, he's my biggest key to the game for Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to have to stop the Patriots, like I said, but if you can't move the ball on the defense, the defense is going for the Jags are going to end up getting really tired. Um, so going to that, I think Leonard Fournette, he's going to be key. That offensive line, can they get a push? Like you said, can he get 40 yards and maybe another 40 in a second? If he has over 100 yards, you got to feel pretty good about your chances. Yeah, he's going to run out that clock. I think Jackson is going to have to play almost like a keep away. From yes. from Tom Brady because that's you don't you want to limit the amount of times Tom Brady gets the ball. I was about to say does. you have to go out there thinking that Tom Brady's going to score on every drive. Yeah, which and if if you let him have you know at least five drives in the first half, he's going to kill you. He's going to yeah. put points on the board. So and it's the key to any game turnovers. If Jacksonville gets out there and makes some mistakes and digs themselves a hole, like you said, they're not a great team that can come from. They they pride themselves on the run game and they might have to do something that's out of characteristic for them, which is spread the ball out and throw and maybe. Try some of those long passes. So that's going to be something that's interesting. And I feel like we're some people I think we're just dogging on Jacksonville here. They have a very talented team. team. They just I, took care of the Steelers last week. I think along with that, I think proving how good they are. I mean, Jacksonville got up first against the Steelers last week. They had some confidence. They they looked like an AFC championship caliber team. They looked like a team that could go out there and win. Now, Blake Bortles, again, I don't know if he's ready, if he's experienced, if he's, you know, uh, I guess as calm as Tom Brady would be in this scenario. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to start somewhere. I think that, if, you know, potentially being his first AFC championship um, win. I think that he's going to do well. Um, now, do I give him the chance of a third and nine if he scrambles out and makes the play to save the Jacksonville drive? Um, no, I don't, just because I don't think he's uh, as ready, as uh, agile, and as shifty as some quarterbacks in the league. But I do think that if their offense is rolling, their defense will hold for them. Yeah, that just feeding off the energy of both teams. The offense starts driving. The defense is they, they love having fun up there. And Jalen Ramsey, he's yes. a he's a passionate guy. You've seen yeah, all the altercations that he's had. But yeah, so what's your prediction for the Jacksonville game? Uh, so my prediction for Pats Jags, I got Patriots up 31-21. Uh, I think that Jacksonville is going to come out, not have the best first quarter, and just kind of go cold into the second quarter, potentially into the second half. I think Tom Brady is really going to come out and. Uh, kind of show his uh, you know, calmness and cool. I think he's going to go out and in the first two drives he's going to have two uh, good touchdown passes or maybe even just like a uh, little handoff to a running back. You know. I think that he's going to do well. Um, I think Patriots up 31-21. Yeah, I'm right alongside with you um, with the prediction. I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one in a close game. I think it's going to be a stalemate in the first half. I think Jaguars defense, they're going to come out with high energy. But I think Brady's too good. I mean, he's way too good to be held down for that long. We've seen that all season long. Some teams have beaten him, and I'm not saying he's unbeatable. But um, playoff Brady is a different Brady than yeah. regular season week four Brady. So I think that it's going to be a close one. I say uh, Patriots win this one 24-13 uh, to 13 over the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to struggle to score in the second half. I think they'll be able to run the ball. But I think that that coaching staff, like you said, uh, is way too good to hold um, Yeah. 
to, to allow Jacksonville to just dominate the dominate the game. And I think it's going to be a great game, though. I think it's going to be probably, and you know, we're going to get in the second game here. I think it's going to maybe better even than the second game. A little off topic, but before we move on to the uh, NFC Championship game, did you see the uh, bakery in Jacksonville that sent seven apple turnovers to Ben Roethlisberger up in Pittsburgh? I saw that. Yeah, seven that, for the season. Well, I feel like some teams have been doing that this uh, um, <laughs> during the playoffs. But yeah, if you hadn't seen it, Jacksonville's bakery. It was a bakery down there since uh-huh. seven opportunities just uh, thanking Ben Roethlisberger for the seven turnovers in the previous game and this game. Yes, five in the first up. and two last uh, weekend, um, which I think is hilarious. I, I think it's hysterical. And Jacksonville's yeah. having fun. I mean, they're, they're, I don't think they're a team and, um, that is going to go away. I mean, they got a good young I, I think they're. I think they're set for a little while. Yeah, yes. they, they're going to control that, that division, uh, the AFC South. And, but the AFC is so stacked with Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, they already beat them. But um, you never know. That's why you got to love football. you got to watch the games. Uh, we're going to move on to the second game here and over the NFC side of the bracket. And, Justin, what a game last week. I mean, we were thinking, you know, okay, it's going to be the Eagles versus the Saints. I mean, it's, you know, this game's over. And um, Stephon Diggs and Case Keenum connected for one of the most uh, – Electric? I've never seen you, one of those plays. It was an electrifying play, and if you've seen any of the video of what it looked like in the stadium, um, those was, fans were going crazy. Yeah, and that was, was crazy. that was fun to watch. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's going to be Eagles and Vikings played in Philly, and I think Philly is going to be ready for this one. I, mean, I think Philly's going to show environment. up. Yeah, Philly's going to show up two dominant defenses. Um, but you got something interesting storyline here. If you'd have told me that it's going to be Case Keenum and Nick Foles in the NFC Championship, I would have told you to just leave. Like, that's, yeah, not, that's not happening. I agree. Um, but, yeah, so it's Case Keenum for the Vikings, Nick Foles. The Vikings are on their third-string quarterback. I mean, they had Sam Bradford, then Bridgewater. You know, he's been injured the past couple years. Couple and, years now, yeah. and now they have Case Keenum in there, who is probably the best third-string quarterback he's they have. proven himself. Yeah, he's proven himself. So he's got a he's got a good arm. Um, then on the other side, you got Nick Foles who stepped in. And I'll say this, you know, the Eagles uh, sitting at the number one seed, and they played the Falcons last week, which was kind of a defensive battle, um, which it, was it, unexpected. Unexpected, yes, with those two high octane offenses. I think that um, if they had Carson Wentz, it'd be a different story. I think I could yes. I would be easy going with the Eagles in a. In a not a landslide, but I would feel good about it, better about it. But I think this game's really going to be close. I think both games, like we've been talking about the whole time, are going to be great games. Um, but yeah, Nick Foles steps in the role. Struggled there towards the end of the season, but played, did what he had to do yeah. last week to, to win the game against the Falcons, and which was a pretty good young defense. Um, I think one of the keys to the game for both teams, they're going to have to get pressure on the opposing quarterbacks and force these guys yeah. that don't have a lot of experience in a playoff atmosphere. No, I think that uh, for the Eagles, definitely uh, the Saints showed the Eagles just how they have to, like, they're going to have to do to win. I think that's getting pressure on Case Keenum, um, showing that they can you know, get a couple sacks, get defensive stops, turnovers, um, that lead them to a win, so I don't know. Yeah, definitely they're going to have to – Defenses are going to have to step up, and these defenses are great. I mean, you got the Vikings who have a guy named Everson Griffin coming off the side, 13 sacks. I mean, he he's played great. Um, and the Vikings defense is not a guy of stars. I mean, you got guys like linebackers, Anthony Barr, um, but you don't see a guy that stands out. You know what I mean? Like you no. see defenses in the past and in the places you have like the Ravens. You take up Ray Lewis. You know, you think Steelers, Troy Polamalu, like old defenses. You know, but this defense, yeah, you don't, you have a bunch of guys playing together. And I know that's what they love. Um, they're great, a great unit that's played really well. My question is, do you have anyone step up in this kind of game and lead the defensive to a 
you know, a seven-point hold, you know? Yeah, like, yeah can they make plays? Do you have a guy that stands out among the rest? Right. And that'll be something that'll be interesting to see uh, for the Vikings is uh, they lead the league in fewest uh, points per game given up at 15 uh, point eight and then 275.9 yards per game, which is a great stat to look at. Uh, I think the Vikings, um, and, and also, you know, they have this, this thing going for well. If they win this game, they get to play the Super Bowl at home. And, which is crazy. <laughs> which would be unreal for a team to play the Super Bowl at their home stadium. You talk about showing up. That yeah, team, that that's going to be, be there. That, that's going to be, that, that would be unreal. So they have that line on the shoulder. A dominant defense has played well all year. Yes. I mean, they've played playoff caliber teams all, all year and they've played well against them. Um, I think one thing is they got to look at, probably different if you go back to the Saints game in the divisional round, the Saints have a two-headed monster at running back in Ingram yes. and Kamara. Right. The Eagles have Jay Ajayi, but not the same kind of um, attack. They're not going right. to be able Kamara's an amazing player who can come out and catch the ball and also can rush for uh, yards as well. I, I think that's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a very physical so game between the two teams. Do you expect an explosive game out of either Jay Ajayi or LeGarrette Blount here? I don't think so. I think LeGarrette Blount's a guy that's going to run in between the tackles and he's going to be able to get some hard-earned yards. I don't think that they're going to be able to explode. Now the blocking may line up one or two times, but I'm not looking seeing a, a very explosive game out of those two guys. Right. Um, on the other side of the ball, you got the Eagles and you have the Vikings who – they don't have. They had uh, Dalvin Cook. They drafted right. him this past year, and he tore his ACL like in week two, week three. So they're dealing. They got running back uh, uh, Latavius Murray, and then Jarek McKinnon back there. So guys that are serviceable NFL veterans, but haven't really been a featured role in right. their career. So I think that's just a whole storyline. It's guys that are playing in this game that are not really featured players in their career on a team. Um, so I think that's gonna be interesting. Now, if you go to that side, Justin. Um, the Eagles front seven is dominant as well. Yeah, I think uh, the key for the Eagles front seven is uh, definitely, again, getting pressure on Case Keenum. I think that, uh, you know, last week uh, Case Keenum went three for 11 and had an interception against the Saints when he was under pressure. So I think if they can do that again, Case Keenum's going to show that he's, you know, not in a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think that he's going to uh, potentially be a great backup for the rest of his career. Yeah. You know, unless he does something this game or potentially the next game. But um, I think that he's uh, – I think the major key for me is either which quarterback's going to show up and which one's going to have a better game. Like the Eagles' offensive side, you have uh, – since Carson Wentz has gone, they went from 31.1 points to 22.7 points per game, which is a major shift. I mean, that's an, almost a nine-point swing right there. Um, I think that uh, – the defense is really going to have to step up. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. You talk about the front seven kind of feels like they're disrespected. I mean, yeah. they went into that game last week against Atlanta, and everyone knows Atlanta's not the same team they were on their Super Bowl run in 2016. But they're high offense. But they're high offense. Guys like Julio, Mohamed Sanu, Devontae Freeman, Tevin yeah. Coleman, Matt Ryan. you got guys like that are, that are going to be throwing the ball around, and they didn't really give them much a chance. And Philadelphia, to their credit, shut that offensive down. The offense yeah, down. they did. Did a great job. And so still feeling probably a little bit disrespected, but I think this is going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. Uh, for both teams, I think it's going to be honestly what quarterback steps up in the moment. Because yeah. one of them's going to step up. Is Nick Foles going to step up in a prime time at home? And that environment in Philly is going to be uh, rowdy. Yeah, it'll a, be night, rowdy. a night game in Philly is going to be fun for them. Yeah, it'll be rowdy. Um, but who's going to step up? Nick Foles or Case Keenum? Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be the story of the game. I think both defenses are well equipped to deal with each other. Both teams play similar styles of football, physical. Both have backs that love to be physical inside the tackles. Um, so I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, what's your prediction for that one? 
I think it's, as you said, I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think uh, what's going to happen is I think the Vikings are going to win 20-12, to 12, limiting the Eagles to four field goals. I know that's a Wow, not a even a touchdown. Specific, Justin, so if you want to uh, be, if, if you're the uh, Eagles offense out here, Justin Moore has just disrespected you in every I don't think every Foles is going to show up. <laughs> I'm sad to say, but yeah, I think that's a. I mean, that's right along the lines with mine. I'm going to take a, uh, a 20 to 14. I'm going to say that it's going to be 14, 14 in the fourth, and uh, the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to come out on top. I think that. Um, Kate, I think Nick Foles is going to make a couple plays that we don't expect, and I think the home crowd is going to help. Them. In the uh, defensive touchdowns. Defensive touchdowns. I don't know. You could see some – I think turnovers is going to be big. Whichever team yeah. forces the most turnovers for those – and I keep saying inexperienced quarterbacks. Both these guys led their team to the AFC Championship. So right. it's not like they're – You can't you know, discredit them. You can't discredit them at all. Um, but I think they're doing a great job of managing. I think it's who doesn't make a mistake. Um, so defensive touchdowns, we probably – I would put the over-under at uh, maybe one and a half and probably take the over on that. I think that this is going to be a crazy game. The offenses are going to struggle. Cold weather in Philly. Yep. Night game. Deep, physical, physical football. It's going I, to be I don't expect football. any long, explosive, you know, exciting 80-yard plays and you kick off the no, Nothing flashy. This I don't is think not anything flashy. flashy. I think it's going to be very much a uh, not entertaining game, if you want to call it that. Um, <laughs> if you're an offensive person, yeah. you're not going to love it. Yeah. If you're Oregon in 2012, <laughs> um, you're not going to like this game. But I think that it's going to be a very hard-fought game. I think that uh, the uh, Vikings, in my prediction, are going to come out on top, but uh, we can disagree on that. You know? yeah. um, but I think it's going to be a good game. I think you should enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely think so. And as we wrap up here, uh, so you're picking it to be a Patriots-Vikings Super Bowl. In Minnesota. In Minnesota, which would be interesting. I'm going to say Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be – I think both games are going to be good. I think the Patriots-Jaguars has some fun storylines along with yeah. it. This dominant team that stayed upon the top, seems like, since we've been – since we were born. <laughs> and then you have a team, a new coming team like the Jaguars. Jaguars. And then on the other side – Who's been got, on the bottom since we, been were the bottom since we were born. So then you got a team uh, in two teams over in the NFC that are physical teams. Honestly, probably didn't expect for these two teams. Yeah. I personally thought it was going to be a Falcons Saints NFC Championship. I, I did thought too. those two offenses, two of the top offenses in the NFL, yeah. really from a talent perspective, were shut down. So I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think it's going to be a great game, and uh, we'll be back with the Super Bowl. But yeah, thanks for listening, and thanks for coming on today, Justin. As once again, we are at Jefferson's here in Rome, Georgia. Um, we thank you to everyone who stopped by and came out today. As we have some people in the crowd out there that came and uh, watched us today. Um, T-shirts, once again, as Justin's wearing one right now, is they're going to be ten dollars for up to an extra large and thirteen. Uh, anything more of that, you can find our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you want to follow us on any social media, it's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Crowded Booth. Uh, the next podcast will be next week. Uh, hopefully, be previewing a uh, potential Super Bowl matchup, and we'll see who is correct on that. Thanks for watching, everybody.